coming up on today's episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast and Devious Maids, where your character was named Dominatrix. I'm going to have to watch that before Iron Man 3. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) There's, you know. And my friend who was on the crew grabbed me as soon as he saw me there and placed me as a photographer right in the scene with Robert Downey Jr. Um, You know? (laughs) That's so cool. You have to really look for me, okay? But (laughs) hey, I have this idea. I want to do a cooking show, Get Cooking South Florida. And she goes, I think you would be great. And I laughed and I said, well, I said, I am a horrible cook, you know? <laughs> I'm going to make like four things. I mean, we have like, I think a seven or eight second delay just in case somebody curses <laughs> or something really bad happens. We have a few uh, <clears throat> celebrity chefs that have a habit of doing that. Coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida, you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown. Hi, I'm Kevin Godby. And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete. And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There you'll find great information, including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years, so you don't have to, but you should. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Just hit the subscribe button and you'll get notified when an episode is ready for download. And then you can listen to them anytime you want, like on your morning jog or commute to work. On today's show, our featured guest is Carrie Maletto from HSN. Carrie is not only the food and culinary expert at HSN, she is also an accomplished actress and producer for TV and film. At the top of the show, we have Abby with her recipe for grilled soy shrimp skewers with scallion and lemon relish. Try saying that fast. We We have have a great great show, so stick stick around. One of our favorite places to go eat in St. Pete is Engine Number 9. They've been a staple in downtown St. Pete coming up on seven years, and they are famous for their unique and tasty burger creations. As a matter of fact, they are on the St. Pete Foodies list of best burgers in St. Pete. They also made the best hot dogs list, the best chilies, and the best wings in St. Pete. Aside from the food, Engine Number 9 is a great sports bar with lots of TVs, beer, and wine. And you can even get a regular old cheeseburger too, so you can bring your non-adventurous eater friends. Check out Engine Number 9 at the corner of MLK and 1st Avenue North in downtown St. Pete. Their burgers can't be beat. St. Pete is all about local, and this year we celebrate a local legend's 25th anniversary. Roland Oates Market and Cafe was founded in July of 94 by Bert Swain and Larry Schwartz. From the beginning, Roland Oates has made a commitment to provide St. Pete customers with the finest quality organic whole foods, nutritional supplements, and body care products at the most reasonable price as possible. And now they have a South Tampa location too. 
We go there for many items, but they are the only place that we go to buy our raw probiotics and other supplements. They have the best organic whole food selection in town, and on the flip side of that, they also offer a fantastic selection of wines and an unparalleled selection of local craft beer. Rollin' Oats has a cafe, open daily, which offers delicious sandwiches, burgers, soups, salads, bowls, wraps, entrees, and fresh-made smoothies, along with a variety of prepared and packaged take-home meals located in the market itself. Do you pride yourself with supporting local businesses? Well, put your money where your mouth is and get on into Rollin' Oats today. Rollin' Oats St. Pete is located at 2842 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Street North. And in South Tampa, you'll find them at 1021 North McDill Avenue. Check them out on the web at rollinoats.com. That's R-O-L-L-I-N oats.com. And Rollin' Oats offers online ordering with curbside pickup. Welcome to our monthly recipe segment with Abby Allen. Hey, Abby. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Lori. Hello. 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 And I should say also sponsored by Rolling Oats. Yes. The fabulous Rolling Oats. Mm -hmm. Yes. And we are still in the heat of summer, so we're trying to go with something summery. Right. So what do you have for us, Abby? Okay. So we are, um, this month, we have a, a grilled soy shrimp Skewer recipe with scallion and lemon relish. Ooh. Yes. Yeah, very sounds so good. So good. So easy to make. And again, as always, super versatile. This recipe is a matter of, I mean, if you have 35 minutes, uh, that, that's all you need to marinate and grill the shrimp. Cool. Yes. Which cooking right now, and like I said, in a, in, we're in the midst of summer and spending a ton of time over a grill is not really ideal or what anyone is looking for, especially in Florida. So this recipe, you just um, it's a mixture of, for the shrimp, it's soy sauce, mirin, rice wine vinegar, lemon juice, and also go to Garu Flakes, which if you don't have those or don't have access to those, basically like a like a red chili flake. Can you mm -hmm. get those at Rolling Oats? You know, no, I didn't see them there, but mm -hmm. uh, some other specialty grocery stores do have them. I believe Mike and I got these a while ago. I want to say at an Asian market. Actually, I think it was Noble Market in Tampa is where we found okay. them. Um, but you could right. also get them on Amazon or, you know, places like that. Mm -hmm. But if you can't find them, red pepper flakes are a great, you know, alternative um, just okay. to get that little bit of heat. So you marinate right. in that for like 20 minutes and put them on their skewers, the shrimp um, peeled and deveined, of course, put them on the grill on high just for about two minutes on each side until they're become, you know, pink and not that opaque. And then pull mm -hmm. them off and finish them with your scallion relish, which is, again, just scallions, lemon juice, lemon zest, olive oil, shallot, a little honey, and some salt and pepper. And that's it. And then with the shrimp, you know, Mike was Mike and I were talking about the recipe. Okay, what do we do with these? And we can do anything with them. You can throw them on a salad. And actually, tonight for dinner, we're going to make them and we're going to make tacos out of them. So just throw them on the... Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Just have some tacos, maybe with some arugula and some, some onion and do that. Or you could have them as a side dish, as an appetizer. It's just you could do basically any number of things as soon as they're cooked. So 
another one of those recipes where you're not just tied into, you know, one use. So. Yeah. And I'd like to say something about the marinating. Yeah. A lot of times with like with meat, say like a steak or some type of beef or whatever, mm -hmm. I will tend to marinate it longer than recommended by the recipe because right. I, I just want to get more flavor in there. But I think with the, with the shrimp, you can't really do that because right. it'll cook it. Yeah, they'll, they'll exactly. start cooking because of the acid. Right. Yes, they will cook right. in the acid. And you don't necessarily want to do that. You just want to marinate them long enough just to uh, so they absorb a little bit of that, you know, that good soy mirin flavor. Yes. Cool. And now for those of us that don't have grills, how would you recommend cooking them? Honestly, I would recommend cooking them on like in a cast iron skillet. Just put, you, know, mm -hmm. you wouldn't mm -hmm. even have to do them in. in on the skewer if you didn't want to. Um, you could just do them in the cast iron skillet again on medium high, two to three minutes, done, mm -hmm. done and done. So that, that would cool. be awesome. just super simple, yes. And you're gonna make sure that you include that note? Yes, absolutely. I will absolutely include that in the recipe so it's you know easily accessible for you know anyone if, if you don't have a grill especially, so. Just a note to new listeners, you will find this recipe on stpetersburgfoodies.com obviously under the recipe tab. Yes. And where did you find um, your fresh shrimp? When we were looking for the ingredients and such, I'm like, you know what? Let's see what fresh or what Rolanos has. I knew they had some seafood. They mm -hmm. actually have frozen wild mm -hmm. shrimp in their oh. in the freezer section. So I'm like, well, absolutely. Nice. Why, why not get them from there? So it's just one-stop shop. Right, right. So every single ingredient on this in this recipe, you can, well, of course, with the go-to garu yeah you can just use chili flakes you can find at rolling nose yeah so super simple and i just wanted to make a note too a lot of people may or may not know what mirin is mirin is a rice cooking wine it's sweet and savory and it's, you can find that in the international section mm -hmm. of the sauce and things like that too. right so now i have a question for you on your recipe it says red chili flakes but you said red pepper flakes is there a difference not that I'm aware of. No, I, I kind of use the term interchangeably. Um, red pepper flakes, okay. red chili flakes. Yeah, it's just, I, I use them the same. So correct me if I'm wrong somewhere out there, but I, I believe that they're, you know, just the same thing. So anything to add a little bit of heat, we'll say. Nice. Something else I, I want to mention too, one of the ingredients for the scallion relish is honey. Mm -hmm. And a couple of episodes back with uh, Robin Sussingham from the Zest podcast, we had a whole big segment on honey. Too much to go into here, but what I want to say in relation to the recipe is go find some good local honey. And they have some great yes. local honey at Rolling Oats. Yes, yeah. they absolutely do. Yes, a huge section of it, actually. Yes. So any kind right, of, like, right. I recommend raw. That's what we use. Any kind of good raw local honey. Absolutely. And fun fact, I learned this, too. Speaking of honey and honeycomb, I don't know if you guys use honeycomb. Honeycomb is the only food that lasts forever. I, I just learned that the other day. I thought that Whoa. was a fun fact. Honeycomb really? lasts pretty cool. for forever. Pretty, pretty stored cool. how? Just stored in the cabinet. Just for oh, the wow. pantry. Yes, yes. It lasts forever. Yeah. So. Cool. Yes, 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 yes. So, um, and we have late breaking news on a wine pairing. Ooh, this yes. just in from our wine expert, Ken Smith. To pair with this, he says, a dry Moscato d'Asti acts like a plum sauce to the salt of the soy. Nice yin and yang. There you go. Pour yourself a chill glass of that while you're grilling those up and you have yourself a nice little afternoon. <laughs> there you awesome. go. Any other notes or um, things to keep in mind while doing this? One more note on the Marin. Marin, sometimes 
even myself, I could balk at the price at, at Marin, which usually runs anywhere between, you know, 10 to $15 for a decent Marin. Mm-hmm. It's, it's considered an investment piece. It's, it's spend the 10, $15. It'll last you a long time. And good quality Marin is, is, is what you want to have on hand. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so definitely worth, worth, worth the investment there. So yeah. What, and it's used in a lot of Asian recipes. What too. brand do you use? It's Eden, E-D-E-N. I think that's how you, how you say it. And that's, again, okay. it's at Rolling Oats too. So yeah. Awesome. And, that's and in the good do you marriage. keep it refrigerated? Yeah. After? Yeah. I keep it in the refrigerator. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, Cause I found one Mirin bottle that said that and another one didn't say that. And yeah. I, so yeah. Okay. I yeah, I usually if it doesn't say, you know, whatever, I always just default to refrigerating for sure. Yes. Thank you, Abby Thanks, Allen, for Abby. The, this month's recipe. Thank you. Sponsored by Rolling Oats. And we will be right back with Kerry Maletto. Ramen is the ultimate comfort food, and Booyah Ramen on the nine hundred block of Central Avenue is my go-to. It's so freaking good. The broth is like a silky blanket to warm up your mouth, and the hearty proteins or just mushrooms for vegetarians, and I'll have you saying, ooh, mommy, the umami is making my eyes roll back in my head. My favorites are the pork belly and the short rib. Mmm. And then there's the noodles. O-M-G. Go get the best ramen in St. Pete at Booyah Ramen at 911 Central Avenue in the Edge District of downtown St. Pete. Do ya, Booyah? Please welcome the culinary and food expert for HSN, Ms. Carrie Maletto. Welcome, Carrie. Welcome, Carrie. Thank you. And you are also known as Miss Fizz for promoting SodaStream. The streamers, it's me, Miss Fizz. Hi, I'm Carrie. And I'm Carrie Maletto. Streamers, it's me, Miss Fizz. That is uh, one of the names that I go by. <laughs> <laughs> well, then Lori's going to be Mrs. Fizz because she would marry her soda stream. It's her life. Oh, my goodness. I love my soda stream. I just upgraded to the awesome version where you plug it in and then you just stick the thing up there and it sucks it up and I don't just twist it and all that stuff. It's great. Oh, yeah. So you might you might have like a, a crystal or uh, we also have one called the penguin, which is quite interesting over the years that we've done. There's been a lot of really interesting models, but the one thing stays the same. Sparkling water is awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it sure is. Yeah. You know, and what I like about the new one, because I have the old one at my place. We, we don't live together, but we kind of part-time do. Yeah. Um, I have the older version and you can't really, like the, the newer one, You if you want like extra, extra bubbles, you can do that and it's not going to explode. For some reason, it doesn't work on mine. <laughs> right. You know, with technology improvements, uh, things become better and easier. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So, later on, if we have any questions about SodaStream, we'll, we'll hit you up. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you're originally from Hollywood, Florida, hence yes. the 954 area code, just like me. Uh, yes. Even though I have traveled far away, um, I still retain that. Yes. Yeah. Same here. That's For me, it just means that's when I got my first flip cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> I was living in that area. I'm still an 813 area code. Big whoop. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And your birthday is December 26th. So you're Capricorn. I am. It, and I'm a December baby too, but Sagittarius. Do you always get the question about, gee, do, doesn't it suck to have your birthday in December because you just get your birthday and Christmas present combined? And the answer is yes. Um, kind of. <laughs> um, <laughs> no way. 
However, my mom's always been super amazing because she never did that to me and always had at least one or two presents for my birthday that were wrapped in birthday paper and separated from the Christmas holiday. So that was, I, I, I appreciated her doing that. It was special. Yes. Yeah, I yeah I never I I get that question all the time and I've never had that happen. I always get a birthday and a Christmas. Well, you're a lot further away than December twenty. Well, yeah, I'm like yeah. I'm a, <laughs> you're lucky. I'm, a, um, I'm the day after, so um, you know, through my young years, I never could understand why I couldn't have a birthday party or because none of my friends were around. They were right family or you know gatherings, whatever, and we were on school breaks, so it was always sad for me. So I think I had two parties as a kid. And, you know, in my younger years, one party, um, I think it was when I turned 20, I think it was 20, and um, I cried at my birthday, and my friends thought I was upset, but it wasn't that I was upset. I was so overcome (laughs) because everyone showed up for me and had a party for me, and when they sang happy birthday, I just lost it, and I thought, oh my gosh, I look ridiculous, but this is because I'm so happy right now. (laughs) That's funny. So in addition to being the food and culinary expert for HSN, you are also an actress, a film producer. You were in a lot of movies and TV stuff including Iron Man 3 and others such as So Dark, which is a vampire movie that you produced and starred in, Patient Killer, and Devious Maids, where your character was named Dominatrix. I'm going to have to watch that before Iron Man 3. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) There's, you know, um, as many uh, know, uh, once you've heard about an actor or an actress or they say, you know, they're new on the scene or up and coming or something like that. That usually means there's been about 10 years uh, at least of work behind it. Right. Doing very tiny roles or, you know, um, you know, Iron Man for me was I had moved on to auditioning for roles and not doing extra work anymore. But Iron Man came to town in Miami and they had already cast uh, all their roles. So this was an opportunity to um, to be an extra, but in a really big movie. And I knew all the cast and crew that was that, you know, anyone that was working local crew, especially. And my friend who was on the crew grabbed me as soon as he saw me there and placed me as a photographer right in the scene with Robert Downey Jr. Um, you know, <laughs> that's so cool. So you have to really look for me, okay? But <laughs> you're going to be there. much. E- you're going to be much easier to find in Devious Maids. Um, and then there's another funny one. Um, so Devious Maids was my first network booking. And my role was really cool, and it was cut from airtime. So, um, yes. So all I have is pictures, and I have um, the sound mixer, and that my husband's a sound mixer. So um, he was friends with the sound mixer who was there that day, and um, he took a picture on his um, screen where I could, you know, kind of more like a video actually, where you could see my scene unedited, of course, and Mm -hmm. that is all I have from that experience. So it was, um, I had over 500 people, friends, coworkers, you name it. So excited for me and watching and, you know, they don't tell you 
they don't tell you that you didn't make it to broadcast. Right. Um, you wow. find out when you're watching. So, um, <laughs> oh wow, that's terrible. Oh, yeah, yeah. That just, that just changed my plans for this afternoon. I know. I'm sorry, but if you do want to see me, Midnight Texas on NBC um, was the finally first time that I did make it to broadcast, and my character's name Chantilly, and um, that was in uh, season two. Cool. And uh, that was finally so. So as I was saying, for actors, um, by time you hear about them, by time they're actually somewhat of a name, uh, there's been all of this happening for many years to continue uh, pushing. You know, because you get cut or you don't get the roles or you're in the background or you're you know all this sort of stuff, and it takes a really long time just to get that line right. or that right. Yeah. Unless you happen to come from actor royalty. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's similar to the saying, like uh, when somebody says, "Yeah, um, after ten years, I'm an overnight success." Yeah, right. that is exactly it. Yes. <laughs> and I just want to mention one more movie because it was it was took place at the Clearwater Marine Aquarium, Dolphin Tale. You were in that as well. Yeah, and that was a great opportunity. That was um, early on when I had just gotten back into the business. When I say back in the business, I had started when I was a kid and you know, ended up, my mom kind of unfortunately went through a few of those situations where some agencies took advantage of her and, um, you know, oh, you need to get these pictures or you need to get this, you know, whatever. And, and in all actuality that those things should never go together An agents completely separate from a photographer and, and all of that. So there was a lot of these agencies in the eighties and nineties that were taking people's money. And, um, my mom kind of got taken and got scared. And so I started as a kid, but, um, you know, because my mom couldn't continue and was a little nervous about the business, which I completely understand. Um, I went into school stuff and drama and dance and cheerleading and all of that. And I, I managed to quench my creative uh, needs uh, through my schooling. And um, I went back into the business as an adult. So when I first got back in, that was one of the one of the first things that I, I got to do. And I was an extra originally, and um, which was great. I mean, I did it with some friends of mine. We had a great time. I wasn't, I'd only been on HSN for a short period of time at that point. And, you know, I knew the whole St. Petersburg area. <laughs> so all right. my friends from South Florida, cause I was still living in South Florida, we all came up and I'm like, Oh, we have to go eat here. We have to go do this so we <laughs> during the day. And then, you know, we went and checked out some places at night and, um, I ended up getting an upgrade. Um, so I ended up in the scene with Austin Stowell, who is, um, the vet in that movie who has been injured and um, him and Morgan, uh, I think it's, yeah, him and Morgan Freeman have a conversation and then he walks away and um, I'm his nurse who, or not walks away, but he wheels away because he's in a wheelchair and I wheel him <laughs> off. And um, so that was kind of a really cool, you know, I went from I'm an extra to put stuff on her and the props department and everything just came and gave me credentials and like, you know, made me into this nurse and I had a, you know, a board and uh, paperwork and all this stuff. and. Um, that's how fast it happens. So, wow. wow. So that wow. like happened on the fly. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So, that is cool. You had also mentioned uh, briefly that you were actually a competition slash pro level cheerleader. And from your photos, you appear to be petite. So I'm imagining you being one of the people that gets thrown up in the air and hopefully always caught. Yes. Um, <laughs> that is right. Um, I spent, yeah, about, it was like close to 10 years by the time I was done because I did middle school, high school, college. I cheered at FAU um, in Florida and Boca Raton. Um, and then I did professional. I did arena football uh, for the Florida Bobcats and um, 
So yeah, I mean, college for me was really important because I really wanted to prove I could do that. Um, Because if you do occasionally ever see college level cheerleading competitions, it's pretty insane, um, the stuff that they're doing. And uh, I got to do a little bit of that. I got to kind of dip my toe in the pond for a little while. Only did it for one year, but um, it was uh, in college. And it was, it was, that was a bucket list item for me. And yes, I'm very petite. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and fit. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's, um, it's interesting once you do spend that much time, uh, training and, and gymnastics and dance and, and all of that, a couple things happen. I mean, obviously fitness becomes part of your life, but also, uh, injuries and different things that you've done, uh, will plague you if you don't stay in shape. So it's kind of Mm -hmm. like you have made a, I'm going to say a deal with the devil um, when you're young because you don't realize you have to keep working out and you have to keep doing stuff, which is not a bad thing, right? I mean, that's it's good. But um, if I ever stop for any period of time, I'm like, oh, my knee's hurting or my back's hurting or oh, what's wow. that? So um, athletes, you know, we, uh, we we push our bodies to the limits and, um, you know, that's it's great for the sport. But certainly as you age, you know, you have to take care of yourself. So now I'm more about yoga. Um, and being nice to my body. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. And yeah. you have your own production company as well. I do. I've been the light productions, which um, you mentioned so dark earlier. Um, so dark was something that is certainly uh, a pet project for me and something I'm still trying to get off the ground. Um, and it was filmed in Florida and um, has Florida talent um, as the leads. And we experienced quite a success with that on Amazon. It was Amazon's top 100 for two months in a row when we cool. first uh, put it up there. And it started as a short became a series um, and we have an entire season written, but we only have two episodes complete. So it's um, takes a lot of money to make uh, films. Right. And right. Uh, yeah, and you know, things go in and out of trend too. So um, vampires, when we were trying to push this at first, were not in trend. Um, mm-hmm. again. They go in and out and uh, you know, then it's zombies, then it's this, then it's that. I mean, it just like circles back around. Right. So, we are, um, you know, still working on it. It became a comic book, also. Uh, so oh, on, com- cool. yeah, on Comicsology, you can um, you can get the So Dark comic as well as on Amazon. You can watch if you have Prime. Uh, so Dark the series. Yeah, must be interesting to see how you get drawn for a comic. That was really the coolest thing. Our illustrator actually lives in St. Pete. Um, he works for uh, big companies like Marvel and, um, you know, has done The Punisher and all sorts of things for comic books. And um, he's one of the top illustrators. His name is Daniel Govar. And, you know, Daniel moved to St. Pete and loves St. Pete. And he actually draws at Black Crow uh, Coffee Shop. And, <laughs> oh, cool. you know, he, yeah, yeah and at Intermezzo. Like, you'll find him, at, you know, at all these coffee shops doing his doing his work. And, I met him at Black Crow, uh, Dina Hawk, who is one of the owners of Black Crow, um, you know, was a friend of mine from HSN. And uh, when she started Black Crow, I, I started, of course, going over there and supporting her. And there was an art show. And uh, at that art show was featuring Daniel's work. And as soon as I saw what he was doing, I wanted to graduate so dark into becoming a comic. And this poor guy, I mean, I walked up to him and I said, listen, you don't know me from Adam, but um, I need you to work for me. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to send you a link to some d- these these film shorts. Because at the time they were film shorts. And I want you to come back and tell me what you think. And he went and watched them and came back and said, okay, what do you need me to do? I'm on. I'm in. Like, let's do this. And um, we became fast friends. And when he sent me the panel of me as a comic book character. 
That was another bucket list item. Like, check, <laughs> check. It was so cool. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. So, Carrie, we're going to take a quick break. Okay. And then we're going to come back and get into some HSN and fun food stories. Sounds good. Hey, foodies. Do you know about the Zest podcast? If you're listening to us, you should be listening to them, too. They're part of the Tampa NPR station, WUSF 89.7. On The Zest, you'll learn new recipes, baking tips, and barbecue secrets. You'll hear about what's ripe, what's growing, and what's in season. The Zest podcast is hosted by Robin Sussingham, an award-winning reporter and producer who's also an avid home cook and baker. Robin's a native Floridian and has been searching out flavors and the fascinating stories behind them from Key West to Pensacola. Learning to care for a sourdough starter and learning to bake sourdough breads really speaks to people in a very deep way. It's part of our collective history and we're getting back to our roots and our self-sufficiency. Just like us, the Zest podcast has interviews with chefs and restaurateurs and talks about food and recipes covering the Tampa Bay area and throughout Florida. It's what we listen to when we're not doing our own show. Check out the Zest podcast at thezestpodcast.com. Hey, Lori, have you ever been to Noble Crust? I have. What do you like there? Pork belly, pimento cheese, and fried green tomatoes are my favorite. Oh, yeah, I love that one, too. They actually call it the FGBLT. It's fried green tomatoes, pork belly glazed with a Tabasco honey sauce and pimento cheese. And it's the first item on the menu, so you can't miss it. And I think they should actually call it the OMG. Yeah, you've said that before. The chicken marsala is really good, too. It has chicken and chicken sausage, criminy mushrooms, and four cheese grits. It's so delicious. I love that they mix classics from the American Deep South and Italy. Noble Crust is famous for their fried chicken. I love it. Yeah, and the eggplant parmesan is out of this world. When we do a best eggplant parm list, it'll definitely be on there. Yes, it will. Speaking of lists, Noble Crust made six of them recently. Best Italian, best casual dining, best pizza, best Bloody Marys, best meatballs, and believe it or not, best salads. Ooh, can I tell you another one of my favorite items? Yeah. The spaghetti and meatballs, it's oh, so good. Man, you're not kidding, you know what? They have a brunch on Saturdays and Sundays starting at 10.30, which I love. And the deviled eggs are to die for. Let's go to Noble Crust right now. I'm in. Let's do it. We are back! We are back! We are back with the culinary and food expert for HSN, Carrie Mileto. So you, Carrie, you kind of have dual residency. You are kind of, your your main home right now is in the Atlanta area, but you do have an apartment in St. Pete for, for when you come to do HSN. But however, you haven't been in the studio for a while. Yeah, um, definitely right. 2020 has been a, a very different year for everyone. Um, and for us at HSN, um, it was determined very early on for the protection of everyone in studio to eliminate guests and on-air experts, myself, um, and many, many others, uh, from coming onto the set. So we are airing live via Skype from home. And since I had a little more space here in Atlanta, of course, uh, I just stayed home here in Atlanta, and uh, my house has now turned into a full-service studio. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little bit similar to my place with the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, um, I, you know, every product I do multiple different products for different brands. And, um, you know, when we go to air, I need several samples because I'm, you know, demonstrating and demoing how to use it and what kind of foods you can make, et cetera, et cetera. So everything's getting sent to my house, which <laughs> you at home would be like, oh, my gosh, that sounds amazing. It does until you have 10 Nespresso machines or <laughs> pots or, you know, and I, I'm looking at my thank God I have a basement here in Atlanta, you know, because I was in Florida. I wouldn't have a basement oh, right. because I'm using it all as like storage now. <laughs> that reminds me of a long time ago in another life when I was a sales rep, independent sales rep in the toy business. Oh, and yeah. my entire garage from front to back, floor to ceiling was filled with toy samples. Oh my gosh. Which is great if you're a kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <right>. exactly. <laughs> Not if you want to park your car in the garage though. Exactly. <laughs> So how did food get into the mix with acting and producing? So, you know, years and years and years ago, um, I also sold timeshares, which is a um, very interesting fun fact. Um, but, in you know, in that time, around the time I was selling timeshares, I had run into a friend of a friend who had worked for cable access uh, in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And she was, at the time, it was owned by AT&T Media and she met me and said, gosh, you're great. You know, I think you'd be great on um, on cable access. Maybe we can work out a show. And we started doing a show called Community Vision, which was kind of like local events and things like that. And after doing that show for a little while, she said, hey, I have this idea. I want to do a cooking show, Get Cooking South Florida. And she goes, I think you would be great. And I laughed and I said, well, I said, I am a horrible cook, you know, <laughs> and I'm not going to make like four things. And, you know, and... And so uh, she said, no, it's okay. It's the magic of editing. And uh, I said, what are you talking about? So anyway, I said, I'll do it, you know, fine. And I came in and surely enough, she was magic at editing because we would do pieces and then she would just edit it all together and it looked like I knew what I was doing. (laughs) (laughs) So don't always believe television, folks, Um, (laughs) right? They tell us that all the time. But I did do that show for a little bit. And, you know, what actually happened through it was I thought, this is really fun and I enjoyed it. And then, you know, that was like, in 2006, 2007. And then my food stuff kind of went to sleep for a while. And my husband and I moved to South Carolina and from Florida. And moving from South Florida to South Carolina was quite the culture shock for us. I was going to say, yeah, I right? can imagine. <laughs> and it was great because it was Southern and it was, you know, living the country life and all that sort of thing. But then I recognized all the foods that were gone that I loved and they just weren't there. There just wasn't that representation there, you know? And I started to kind of think, well, I guess I have to make it now, you know? So I started looking up recipes and that was right around the time that Rachel Ray started her morning show. And I enjoyed watching Rachel Ray and um, I'd had a couple of her books and um, each day she would do a recipe on the show and it would give you the, the grocery list and everything. So I started to say, I'm, I'm going to do it. And so I would duplicate it for dinner every night. And even my husband was like, what's going on? This is delicious. And, <laughs> you know, I, I all cool. of a sudden spawned into this cooking person. And I'd say it took me about, you know, four to six months where I'd be like, what is this spice? I, things I had never heard of in my life. And, you know, cause she'd put these in the recipes and I, what happened out of it is I learned how to cook and I realized I liked it. And when we talked about moving back to South Florida, you know, now I had this new skill set and um, 
getting part of getting back into South Florida was getting back into the acting scene, which was prevalent there at the time. Burn Notice was happening um, on USA. Um, the Glades had just started also. Um, and uh, I'm sorry, oh, a show called Graceland also was happening. So I started getting back into the business at that point as an actor. But also what happened in my auditions, there's different uh, websites you can be part of where auditions pop up. HSN posted that they were looking for experts and on-air guests for different categories and divisions. And I had met someone a few years previous to that. I went to a hosting class in California. And um, because even though I've always been an actor, I've always been a host. People have always just, you know, hired me. That comes easy for me. And uh, so I went to this class in LA and this woman had worked for a jewelry network. And she said, you would be great in home shopping. And I thought, really? And I remembered my mom used to watch like HSN. Like back in the day, I have a ring that my mom got me from HSN, like when I was a kid. And uh, I said, oh, like, like that? And she's like, yeah. And I never thought about that as a potential career source for me. And um, so it always was kind of in the back of my head. So when I saw this audition in Miami, I thought, well, I'm going to do it. And I sent an email and I told HSN that I was going to be their next Rachel Ray. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I got the audition and uh, they were doing it out of a warehouse in Miami and they spaced it out, you know, so that each one of us supposed to not be in the room at the same time. And, you know, I think they saw probably 20, 30, who knows, 40 people. And to my knowledge, I am the only one that got call, got a call back to go back to to Tampa, to St. Pete and to audition to the, you know, the second time, the callback. And uh, then they brought me back a third time. And then I didn't hear from them for like three months. And I, <laughs> and I thought, oh my gosh, that's it. And I had told everyone I was doing this. And, you know, everyone's asking, what, you know, what's going on? What's going on? And I said, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I got it, you know? And so every time I'd have to say it again, I don't think I got it. And uh, it was around Easter um, 2010. And it was a weekend right before Easter. And I was actually working on an independent film in South Florida with a friend of mine and producing. And uh, I got an email, actually three emails or so in my email box from HSN, from the culinary division, asking me for my demo plan for these insulated containers. (laughs) And I was like, what? Surprise. And so (laughs) I don't understand what's going on. And then they're talking about the show like two days from then. And um, so I got in touch with the person, the contact I had from the audition and said, hi, um, so I haven't heard from you guys. And I hope this isn't, you know, I'm not wrong in doing this, but I had to reach out to you because I'm getting all these emails. So she laughed and said, well, she was obviously there was a miscommunication. She's like, the good news is they like you and want to use you. The bad news is you're not trained yet. So we're not going to put you out there in two days with these insulated containers. Um, (laughs) um, So I was immediately brought in for training. And um, that's how I ended up at the Home Shopping Network. And now it's been 10 years. Wow. Wow, that's that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. And another thing they say about being an expert, they say once you've been doing something on a regular basis for 10 years, you are an expert. Yeah, they say that, don't they? Um, I do look back. <laughs> I do look back at my first airings and the you know first shows I had because I try to keep most of them, and I do see the difference. I do see the things I've learned. I see the improvements. You know, um, even just that I understand products better now. You know, and how to explain them to people. What's important about them, and in confidence. You know, you build up that confidence over the years as well. Yeah, right. same thing with this podcast. I mean, 
Sometimes I go back to the early episodes. I'm like, oh no, don't listen to this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So when we were talking on the phone the other day, you mentioned that uh, cooking on live TV can bring up some interesting stories. Yeah, it can. Um, (laughs) Certainly over the years, it's live television. Um, So a lot of people don't realize that uh, HSN, QVC, um, it's live. I mean, we have like, I think a seven or eight second delay just in case somebody curses (laughs) or something really bad happens. We have a few uh, celebrity chefs that have a habit of doing that. You know, um, that's it, though. It's, you know, seven second delay. Um, And so there really is nothing you can hide if something goes wrong as it does. I mean, no matter who you are, everybody has mistakes. You know, Wolfgang Puck had uh, it was so funny and he handled it so well. You know, he was doing this thing with a uh, I think he was doing a stand mixer and he was like blending chocolate or something. And it accidentally he he sped it up instead of putting it down because, you know, we're working backwards. Right. Um, a lot of people don't realize I'm working from behind a machine as opposed to in front of it, like most of us do. So mm. on accident, sometimes you'll go the wrong way or hit the wrong button. And <laughs> so we hit the wrong button and the chocolate went flying everywhere. <laughs> and he was just, he just started laughing and he's like, hey, what am I gonna do? You know, and then that's, that's the trick. You know, I've had machines overheat. Um, I think one of my first issues, uh, I had this really cute uh, cotton candy maker and you could use hard candies and put it in there and it would spin them real fast and it would cause it to floss and you wouldn't get a ton of cotton candy out of it, but it was great for at-home use and super fun. And as I'm waiting to be introduced, you know, the host is saying, and we have Carrie, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I'm standing on the side, I'm watching one of my machines smoke. Like it's oh, no. like... And I'm thinking, oh, my God. And so as I'm walking on, I just hit the button to turn it off and went to the second machine. So I'm having to, like, you know, tell the camera people, hey, hey, I'm going over to two, not one, you know. And you see me making these crazy motions with my hands, you know. And and then I have to act cool when I get over there. Because <laughs> right, yeah. I lost a demo that had a point and had a reason, you know. So um, then there's the time, speaking of SodaStream, that I accidentally um, added my syrup Oh you no! Too hot of uh, of a soda stream bottle, and you know, I, at that point, I'd been doing it for like four years, never had a hiccup, never. <laughs> and um, we were on Adam Freeman's uh, Monday Night Show, which was a really fun and zany show, but this was certainly um, not what they were expecting. Um, and so, I, you know, the bottle was tilted just a little too much, and I put in, you know, my syrup and. As the host said, Adam, he said it was like the fountains at the Bellagio that this thing <laughs> just kind of like took off and we were and he wears nice suits you know so i felt terrible um and i was trying to contain it and you just you have to laugh you know if it's yeah yeah ice that you know from my blender that icebergs into the cup and splashes it all over the place or the machines that just don't do what they're supposed to do or something falls or you know um the biggest thing is is just to keep going and which is what we would do in our kitchen we'd say right, oh shoot right. and you know clean it up and keep going um but live television you know i think i think our I think our um, watchers wait for it, you know, I think they enjoy it. It's kind of fun and how we handle it matters. And if you just laugh and go with the flow um, and, and just try to, you know, because indebtedly it'll kind of, you'll forget where you were at, you know? So the skill set in it all, as we were just saying, is remembering, yeah, okay, this whole thing just blew up and went crazy, but where do I go next? You know, and right, what do I have right, to say? Right. And just keep going, you know, and that's, that's the magic of television. <laughs> right. Well, two good things about that mistake is, one, it probably never happened again. And two, 
you demonstrate it to everybody why you're not supposed to do that. Exactly. In most cases, I'll say, and that's why you, <laughs> you hold it like this or you do, you know, and I'll always say, hey, that was my fault. I'm sorry, you know. Um, but yeah, I think it just shows uh, authenticity and, and, and realness. And people kind of identify with that because, you know, I think I do a product called Holstein and, and they do, they have these makers, they're nonstick makers. So they do cupcakes, pies, um, you know, we did cake pops this past week. And um, I purposefully kind of go all over it and kind of get some of the batter all over the sections you're not supposed to because I want them to see what happens. Right. Hey, it mm-hmm. still peels right out. And I call these, I, I always call them my little treat bits, you know, so I <laughs> eat those and uh, while I'm cooking and it's fine because, you know, it pinches from top and bottom. So it's going to get that perfect shape and then you'll just have that leftover. Either you toss it or you eat it. But I like to show people, even if you do this, this is still going to be fine or right. don't right. Work, you know, the realness, the realness of it. Absolutely. Because you don't want everything perfect, perfect because real life isn't perfect, perfect. Exactly. So do you have a set schedule for HSN? Um, so no, the way it works for me, cause I'm an on-air guest is I represent the brands I represent. So I am, you know, like an independent contractor, I work for the brands okay. and whenever they have their airings or their scheduled shows, um, I will, I get contacted either by HSN or the brand themselves, whoever gets to me first and, um, just says, Hey, we have a show on, you know, such and such day and, um, time. And then I write that into my schedule. So basically I, no, I have a very all over the place schedule, which is why having an apartment in St. Pete was really important because sometimes I know exactly when I'm going to be there. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes um, if a product does really well and they want to air it some more, they'll ask if I can stay. Sometimes and, it's the middle of the night. Oh, yes, exactly. You know, up until just recently, we were 24 hours. Now, um, you know, they, they closed down from 2 a.m. to they open back up at 7 a.m. So we are at tape in the middle of the night, but it used to not be that way. Right, right. <laughs> so it's nice to, you know, to, to have a place where I can, if I'm tired or I don't feel like traveling home. And honestly, I just love St. Pete and I love, I have a lot of good friends there now because of the network. And um, I know a lot of the chefs that have the restaurants, you know, in downtown. And I, um, I, I appreciate the time I get to spend there. It's almost like a little mini vacay when I'm working. Cool. <laughs> well, hopefully uh, when things, you know, I don't know how many times I'm tired of saying this, but when things get back to normal, whenever that's going to be and whatever it's going to be, <laughs> right. and you get back to St. Pete, it would be great to uh, meet up with you, maybe do some cooking, definitely some eating and drinking. Absolutely. I'm always down for that. <laughs> awesome. And your website is your first and last name, kerrymaletto.com. That's K-E-R-I-M-A-L-E-T-T-O.com. And on there, you can see everything because you've done a ton of stuff and we just really scratched the surface with everything you've done. So uh, check out Kerry's website. You'll see a lot of impressive TV, film. And I think I saw something on there in one section. I don't remember what section it was, but it seemed like it was like a, a fighting course or something like that. Oh, that's, yeah. I mean, my stunt work. I mean, having been a gymnast and, and having done um, stunting with cheerleading and stuff like that, uh, it comes really easy for me to do fight sequences. So I do a lot of my own stunts. Cool. Awesome. Carrie, thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure. We will be right back. This is Chris Walker.
We have two new items on the website. We have a new review of the newly opened Dormet on the 600 block of Central Avenue. Dormet offers pizzas, pastas, soups, deli-style sandwiches, burgers, chicken dishes, and a whole bunch of other stuff too. You can dine in, but they specialize in delivery. And of course, we have the new recipe for grilled soy shrimp skewers with scallion lemon relish. And if you missed any of that, check it out on stpetersburgfoodies.com. And next week on the podcast, we'll be talking to international celebrity and entrepreneur, Rhonda Shear. If you'd like to send us fan mail, hate mail, or if you have any requests for interviews or restaurant reviews, just send an email to info at stpetersburgfoodies.com. That's it for this episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our guests, Abby Allen. And Carrie Maletto. And thanks to our sponsors. Roland Oates. The Zest Podcast. Noble Crust. Booyah Ramen. And, and Engine, Engine Number nine. 9. Our announcer is Candice Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News. And our theme music is provided by the Chris Walker Band. We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com. Please give us a rating and review on whichever app you're using to listen to the show. And remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next next time, time, may your food be hot and your bubbly cold. and welcome to our show. My name is Carrie Maletto and I'm here to introduce to you a product that will revolutionize the way you cook.